<laughs> Everything just goes silent. Oh, I thought I thought we were just gonna go ahead and run with the intro. I, I thought so I... too, actually. Until yeah. until you're moment. listening to a little nonsense where the conversation is competitive and the ads aren't real. I am your host and moderator, Joe Morical. With me, as always, Sean Keller. Hey. Hey. And Mike Pareto. Hello, everybody. This is my voice. I'm going to do this every week moving forward. <laughs> no matter what. I like what. it. I like it. This is a little nonsense. The Farnk Fabertons City Sewer Boat Tours. <laughs> Butch the Farnk Faberton owns a boat. How did he get it? He'd rather not say. Is it safe? He says it is. So pay the Farnk $5 and get on that thing. Once aboard, he'll treat you to sights never before seen to land dwellers as you embark on a scenic 88-minute boat tour of your favorite city's underground sewer system. Is he crazy? Well, again, he'd rather not say. What he will say, though, is interesting facts about your favorite city's drainage, overflow, and sanitation systems. He'll even point out the different colors and sizes of rats. For just $5 written out in a personal check and certified <laughs> mail to one of his nine PO boxes, <laughs> Butch the Farnk Faberton will travel to whichever city you're located in within the continental US. With one exception, of course, Boise, Idaho. The Farnk We'll never go back to Boise, Idaho. <laughs> and make sure to show up hungry, because when you arrive for your tour, he'll even serve a family-style Italian garden salad right there on the boat. Where did he get the salad ingredients? <laughs> Why? From your city's local farmer's markets. At least I think so. We asked him, but he would rather not say. <laughs> Be sure to make your reservation in advance because Butch the Farnk Faberton's boat only seats two people. And that's including Butch the Farnk Faberton. <laughs> How fun! So, so start saving today and get ready to take the salad-eating, pipe-sailing, candlelit <laughs> tour of your dreams. At Butch the Farnk Faberton's City Sewer Boat Tours. Why do they call him the Farnk? Why, how's about we let him answer that one? Farnk! Short for Frankenstein! Ah! <laughs> what? <laughs> so stupid. Oh, man. <laughs> Frankenstein. <laughs> I guess that's his real name. I don't know. He also sounds kind of like Frankenstein. <laughs> that's weird. And what his name is similar. <laughs> what, a, what a strange coincidence. Do you guys think that uh, Heath Ledger's performance in The Dark Knight would have been so well-renowned if he hadn't yes. died? Yes, I do. A hundred thousand percent, I do think so, yes. You, wait, totally. you, th you think that it wouldn't have been as well? Oh, no, I think it would have been equally renowned, and he, okay. still, he still would have won the Oscar. I'm a I'm hundred percent convinced of it. I'm not, I'm not so sure. <laughs> I don't know. No, he, he was absolutely brilliant in that no, movie. No, he, he was great. He was great. I'm just saying that I think it might be plausible to suggest that his death lent the performance a certain gravitas or you know importance that it otherwise would not have had i think we need to do an experiment and have a bunch of like gen z 
kids, like under the age of. When did he die? I, he died in two thousand eight, so right before the movie came out. Uh, under the age of twenty, who were not really cognizant of of Heath Ledger's death, or even really who he was, and then have and, them make a movie and then kill them, and we see if it gets accolades. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Or they have to watch every movie from that year and then determine what the six best performances were. <laughs> yeah, That's sure. That's the only That's, real way to do it. Uh, I, I'm still I'm I'm convinced that they would still think, even if they have no idea who the fuck Heath Ledger is, which is kind of impossible because of that movie. I still think that I, he would he would take that category. It's also impossible because ten seconds into the movie, they would see a name pop up on the credits, and then they'd like. Type it into their phone and immediately know that whole person's story. That's just yeah, it's, and it's, find all of their naked pictures. <laughs> yes, <laughs> instantly. Which, there were none, but there were the second they searched for them, they just appear. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> they spring into existence <laughs> like a new universe. Exactly. When someone <laughs> they have a talent that we do not, and mm. it's the only thing I'm envious of of the latter generation is their ability to instantly spring into existence naked pictures of anyone they wish. <laughs> yeah. That'd be Not- a pretty interesting superpower. I mean, I guess your only real use for it would be, other than jerking off, would be bri- <laughs> like blackmailing people? I don't know. I think, I, mean- <laughs> I think you'd be too busy with the, uh, with the jerking off to actually do any real villainy. <laughs> You'd get that moment of clarity after you finish, like, no, blackmail's wrong. And then 20 minutes later, you'd be like, I'm going to jerk <laughs> off to her now. 20 minutes later, you, you pass someone on the street, you're like, interesting. <laughs> hmm. I do think, uh, how, how great would it be, uh, just ignoring how science works, how great would it be if, like, two years from now, everyone who got the Pfizer vaccine can fly, and everyone who got Moderna has, like, super... <laughs> Super strength, like they did. The trials weren't long enough, and then all the anti-vaxxers who were like, "No, I'm not going to get it," are just regular people that we could easily kill <laughs> with our superpowers. <laughs> well, that took a turn. Well, you wouldn't have to kill them. I'm just saying we could easily kill them with our superpowers. Who says we have to ignore science for all of that to be true? I mean, it it affects your RNA, right? It it doesn't just restructure proteins in I your. I was being sarcastic. Your totally, blood. We totally your, have to. Your blood alphabet, whatever that's called. You know. No, that's that's a blood alphabet. The, the blood alphabet. <laughs> I'd like to submit the blood alphabet as our episode title. <laughs> it's the it's the at the top of the list of one the blood right alphabet. Now. <laughs> the blood alphabet. It's the, the blood, blood alphabet. alphabet. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that'd be fun though. And the Johnson and Johnson people just get like really long legs. What? <laughs> Some, something that's not cool at all. And a Danny DeVito body. <laughs> yes, their their torso compressing. They all be, they all became the perfect human. <laughs> and they and they all talk like this now. They said just drive. <laughs> well, that's ridiculous. And when they come, it sounds like eh. <laughs> That's what happens to the Johnson and Johnson people. My God, the vaccine turned them all into inside jokes of just this podcast. <laughs> What's the odds? That's slightly bizarre. Yeah, I mean it's possible. There's no way we're going to. There's no way we're going to convince the world courts that we didn't have something to do with that. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> no, 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 we didn't do anything. No. <laughs> We'd like to. Uh, <laughs> what, I think at that be, point I would be a hundred percent convinced that we did have something to do with it. <laughs> Mike is, is the secret witness called in for dramatic See, effect. The problem is <laughs> the problem is that blame would immediately shift to me because anyone who has listened to this show for any real length of time would point the finger of blame squarely at me. True. You did come up with all of those things, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I, and you did you did develop all of the vaccines, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> if, if I'm remembering I mean, correctly. that's not public knowledge, so thanks for putting that out there, uh, Sean. We can, we can bleep it. Who's editing this? Uh, <laughs> I am. Oh, okay, well, you can, you can choose Wait, to bleep that. It's not want. Johnson and Johnson. It's Johnson and Jason. All along. 
That's why everyone has Danny DeVito bodies and Michael Jordan legs. Oh, I really should have gotten that Pfizer vaccine. Ah. A flight would have been way better than... The flight would have been way better than this. Uh. He, he just comes. Somebody wants to go. Oh, Joe is definitely behind this. Oh, son of a bitch. That's the microchip that they put in there. Is that actually a Bluetooth speaker that plays Smash Mouth when you come and somebody wants <laughs> I mean, I would actually volunteer for that shot. <laughs> Just for the, the for the laughs. Purpose. Yeah. Yeah, the laughs at at the best possible time. <laughs> Them. It would okay. It would it would result in the Dollar in like, Tree. <laughs> it results in like one, maybe two laughs, and they would be totally worth it. And then you'd yeah, and then you'd never have sex with anyone ever again. You could for for the first time. You could you could do the you could never have sex with the same person twice though. I don't think. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, unless they were unless, deaf. Unless you gaslight them. <laughs> no, that, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't that hear was you. <laughs> That was you. Wait, is that what? You heard what? <laughs> what are you? What are you fucking crazy? Jesus! I should dump you right now. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah. So I, I did get the the Moderna. Va- I got my first shot a couple days ago. Good. Yes. Good. R- right good, in my sh- in my shoulder. I had. I had. And uh, the obvious question: any any. Uh, Effects at all? I had. Have you measured I, the length of your legs? I have not, but I did hit my head on the doorway this morning. Uh-oh. Uh oh. And <laughs> I'm my, seven feet tall now. <laughs> uh, no, no tight effects, Joe. No tight effects. <laughs> I'm glad to uh, hear it. No, I uh, I had soreness in the shot location, my shoulder, for about uh, 24, 25 hours. Now is um, that is that because they're shoving a gigantic needle into your flesh? I tell you what, I heard that the shot goes into your muscle, and just the word like shot and muscle made it made me think that oh god, they're gonna like take this big needle. It was the tiniest little like it was nothing. Like when I've had blood drawn, you know, like every six months. How and deep into that's your a way arm do you think the muscle begins? That's it's, a good point. Yeah, it's, it's right there. Shallow. It's right, it's right there. there. It is. Yeah. yeah how, that, how, th- how thick is your skin? Just to your mind. <laughs> no, I realized that. Yeah, later. Okay. But uh, initially, upon reading the word muscle, but no, it was a very tiny, tiny muscle. So two inches. So thick. what causes the Not soreness? Even, there? Is it the, there's like just just a bunch of like juice hanging out in your arm. There, it's causing <laughs> discomfort. I, I mean, I'm not a I'm no shoulder doctor, Mike. I don't. I'm not exactly sure, but. I am, I, and yes, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> the juice. I've the heard that. Juice. Yeah, I've heard that uh, even with like flu shots or like getting a shot in your shoulder, that's not atypical though to have like twenty four hours of. Oh sorts. no, I that's no. totally. I would totally expect that. Yeah. If someone shoves a needle in your muscle. You know, that's gonna. When I was be a kid, I got a uh, allergy shots every week for years. And Good lord, there was always a bit of soreness. You had to get the shots most... every week. <laughs> oh yeah. Every oh, yeah. week? <laughs> no, that's a lot. I'm sorry. I, no, that's just, a shitload. That's crazy. I can I can tell you that uh, by the time that was over with, I didn't give a fuck about injections. So I wait, can they, imagine. So like to this, the, to this day, they don't they don't bother me. But so hang at, on. So, in the so, least. so for Pfizer and Moderna, it's two shots. There's the the initial shot and then the booster. Are you you're saying that for these allergy shots, they were like, okay, we've got a regimen here. It's going to take. One hundred and eight shot. Like, what was that? Like, kind of. Yeah. It, well, it, okay. the the general idea behind that treatment at the time. This would have been like the early nineties when this was going on. Was uh, that my immune system to the things that I was allergic to was being built up by a combination of like allergens and medication. So it just had to be a gradual build over time. Yeah. They they could only do very small doses as not to overload your system. Yeah, I think system. the most frustrating thing about that would be just having to be in a super boring place at the same time every week as a kid. Yeah. That sounds yeah. terrible. Right. <laughs> also, do they do they alternate 
arms, or was it always like the same spot? I on don't your remember. Okay. The only thing I really remember, because again, I was like, I was like nine, ten years old, so I, I don't fucking remember. Yeah. The only thing I can really remember about that time is there was one nurse who was really good at giving shots, and the rest of them sucked at it. Uh. So if she Most, wasn't there, you were screwed. Yeah. Yes. Uh, most of most of the shots were from her, and honestly, even to my little what like eight year old body, I didn't know, I couldn't feel it. That's how that's, good she was. That's good. Now the others, that was like they were digging into my arm and doing some sort of exploratory surgery, <laughs> where they were separating my flesh with a hypodermic needle. Where is the bone? I'm supposed to put in the... <laughs> pretty sure it needs to go oh, in the wait, bone. This kid doesn't have leukemia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh. Oh. Anyway, where's the bone anyway? I just want to find it. I just want to touch it. I won't press I just, the thing. I just want to scrape on it a bit. Yeah, I won't press the thingy that releases the juice, the medicine juice. <laughs> the medicine juice. That's what you want your nurse saying out loud. Medicine I'm a doctor. Juice. <laughs> I'm kind of like a doctor. <laughs> medicine juice. <laughs> I'm kind of like a doctor. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, a nurse is not a doctor. So No, I know. It's just the, the phrase doctor out loud, I'm kind of yes. like a doctor. Is, uh, <laughs> Although a uh, doctor of nursing, so a, do, a, a DNP, it's a doctor is, that only is kind of a doctor. treats nurses, right? Yes. Uh, only if you're a nurse, you can be that doctor's patient. That's not a very good business model. <laughs> I mean, I mean, nurses well, need I mean, doctors too. You are. I, I imagine basket. they get sick fairly frequently. They're in the yeah. hospital all the time. I don't know why you yeah, don't but want if nurses there's, to but get if, better. But if there's like even twenty of those, that's like too many. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so what you're saying, Mike, is that nurses don't deserve doctors. I, I no, see, what I'm saying I, is that that would be enough of them to treat them all. <laughs> and to decrease the surplus population is what I heard. Pretty sure <laughs> we have a we have I'm a surfeit of nurses. Yeah. <laughs> I think I heard Mike quote Ebenezer Scrooge. Yes, if they're going to die, they should just do it. Get Decrease it done. The surplus population. <laughs> well, I know what the tag on this episode is going to be. <laughs> bah humbug. Hey, I had a I had a question running through my mind the other day. If you guys will entertain me, have we ever not? <laughs> um, I was trying to figure out. Who had it worse? Oh God! Bill, <laughs> no, no. Who? A good who, start. who had a harder a harder time? Bilbo or Frodo? Because in let me oh, let thank me. God, they're mm, fictional. Let me <laughs> let I me know, start. I didn't know what he was going to say either. Like, I was really scared. <laughs> I, had me, an, I had a canned answer prepared. It was I don't know. I'm not either of them. <laughs> let me let me preface this by saying so. You know, I I feel like Bilbo had more physical danger that he encountered like he was he was he faced against a, a dragon by himself there were trolls there were spiders uh it, you know yeah. he, now frodo really like failed at like everything but his big thing was that he endured he endured the carrying of the ring so like frodo got pierced in the chest but he was fine i, I just Sam really did everything in Lord of the Rings. I don't think it's even close, personally. I, I think for who? I think Frodo had it way harder than than Bilbo. Wow! Did. Wow! Bil okay. Bilbo had Bilbo the entire time had a very competent group of people surrounding him. Well, not you know? the entire time. He was alone with Smog for like a whole movie. Yeah, that part was <laughs> that part was a little scary. And yeah. he was alone in and, in the caves with that, Gollum. With a, and that a, movie didn't need to exist. Gollum wanted to eat him and like made him solve riddles. He was by himself for that too. Yeah, but I mean, Frodo was like wearing Sauron on his neck. You know, I yeah. And, which which is worse the uh, the 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 danger that you can see that you can fight, you can run from, or the danger you're choosing. To wear around your neck that is draining the the life and soul out of you so much that at the uh, end of your journey 
you have to get on a boat and leave to a magic land that's basically an analog for death. That's uh, <laughs> true. Well, I just, I also want to add that, like... Bilbo for, lived for, like, another 70 years after yeah, that no, adventure it was what made in me complete think of it, peace. Actually, that's, what, a good, that's a good point. He was, what, that right there should solve it, because he was drained so badly that he died almost immediately after the, the well, adventure. Well, what made me think of it was there was a meme that was, like, Bilbo just, like, gave this cursed ring to his nephew and was like, okay, bye, I'm going to Rivendell. <laughs> and, like, Frodo had to deal with all the fallout. But, I mean, Bilbo, I don't know. I, I feel like Frodo was just saved by Sam the whole time. He, he did endure the ring, but he got stabbed in the chest. Okay, he was saved by Mithril. He uh, got captured and by Shelob and saved by Sam. He actually got corrupted and turned and tried to take the ring for himself. And then, you know, Gollum basically intervened and saved him there. Like, Frodo, he did withstand the you know, weight of the ring, but it's not like he really had any heroic it's moments. It's worth noting that all of those other people could do the things they were doing to help because they didn't have to carry the ring. Yep. Sure. No, I, I, I'm not, I'm Except not ignoring Sam. that fact. Clearly Sam could have done it. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I mean, he did for a short while anyway. He did, but he did carry it and he was not yeah. corrupted. The only thing he coveted was Frodo's ass. But look, Frodo didn't really like. <laughs> he, he wanted he wanted to tap that shit. And, and and Rosie, yeah, Rosie. Well, yeah. once he couldn't have Frodo, Rosie was. His... <laughs> You're going on a boat. Um, okay, I'll uh, plan B. <laughs> yeah. Rosie he gives was plan her, B. He gives her a necklace with a ring on it as a gift. <laughs> now cut your hair. I'd like short, you to wear Rosie. this. <laughs> Oh, can he put on Frodo's old clothes? He's no, he doesn't need them anymore. <laughs> I, I mean, Ta tape your breasts <laughs> together, Mr. Frodo. Your chest. <laughs> Mr. Frodo. I mean, Rosie. Frodo. Look, I'm gonna call you Mr. Frodo. I, but it's 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 it's, it's, a, it's it's like not anything related to my friend Frodo. <laughs> it's a new. It's like slang. It's like. I use dirty slut. It's, but, You're so cool. You're like Mr. Frodo. Uh, he's the coolest, coolest, the coolest guy, girl, whatever. No, I need you to act act like you're exhausted all the time, Rosie. <laughs> I may occasionally try to carry up mountains. Can you, can you stop eating for a few days so you'll just look really gaunt and on the verge of death? I bought this. I bought this crazy dog and starved him so that he could chase us around, try to murder us, Mister Frodo. I mean Rose. I mean Mister Frodo. <laughs> but back to the point at hand. I think that <laughs> I think Frodo. Frodo did. He did some shit on his own too. I mean, he, he didn't have any heroic moments. What are you talking about? He was constantly saved by Sam and he, uh, he everyone else. Okay. One thing I will say is he he willingly left the protection of the Fellowship. True. Which was a big step. That's a very difficult thing to do. That was a do. very brave thing to do, yes. Yes, it's a for very sure. brave thing to do. But also, and, he knew and that he also if he did, didn't... He did volunteer to carry the ring all the way to Mordor, which is itself a heroic moment. Uh, what, what else did he have to do? What was, what was he doing in the Shire? He didn't have a job. Just kind of hanging out. And then the, the whole leaving the Fellowship thing, it's like, oh, Boromir tried to kill me. All these guys are going to try to kill me unless I leave them. <laughs> so I guess I'll for self preservation I will leave the fellowship. I just think so I think his strengths his strengths were were his his will, his fortitude. No, you're right. You know, as opposed to just being physically proficient. I, I, I think I, I think his strengths were that he is a hobbit and they are the best for everything, apparently, in that universe. Well, no, yeah, I, yeah. I think I think to Mike's point, I think the Burgling. whole point the whole point is, is that Frodo, through no heroic action of physical prowess or even intellectual prowess, was the hero just through his own will and withstanding of the torment of the ring. And, yeah, and of course the love of his friend. You're right, friends. right. So it was just like you don't need to be a superhero. You just need to like constantly do the right thing and just fucking take it just just constantly take it up the ass to <laughs> <laughs> my dick 
I'm sorry. I was starting. My mind was starting to wander because I was getting bored that we're still on this note. Sorry. Two That's of fair. us say. Fr- two of us say Frodo. All right. Therefore, by the triumvirate. It's decided. Whether or not you agree is relevant. I would like to it add. Is, I'm it sorry. Is rule. Very briefly. I think we can all. We've all had physical pain. We've all had psychological pain. I think that we know yeah. which of which of those is more difficult to deal with. Totally. I'm not okay, sure who gets we, that bell. Uh, probably, probably me. Probably for should being... be me. No, no, it was me. I, I was, I was in the wrong. Yeah. Yeah, okay. It should be Sean, for sure. I thought it was worth debating. I, I right, thought that right, was right. a good argument. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. This episode of A Little Nonsense is brought to you by Piracy. <laughs> Looking for a new, exciting career change? Try Piracy. If you've got a boat, you're already halfway there. If you don't have a boat, but know where other people keep their boats, better. <laughs> Even better. Now you're thinking like a pirate. <laughs> Forget peg legs and parrots. That's just kid stuff. All you need is a fully automatic assault rifle or machine <laughs> pistol. Jesus. And the will to threaten or outright commit acts of violence in exchange for money and valuables. And you're ready to hit the open waters of the world. Avasti, matey. Good luck. Man. Uh, I was not expecting modern piracy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. Uh, We're... That's some real I am the captain now type shit. Oh, yeah, for sure. Current piracy. Which, I'll tell you what's uh, weird my... is uh, I, I, I'm not entirely sure who paid for that. That is weird. Who's got a vested interest in making more pirates? Probably a lonely pirate. <laughs> and if it, if it was a pirate, though, he, he wouldn't have paid for it. He would have just stolen that ad time, right? Maybe he did. Maybe I don't keep the books. I did. <laughs> Nobody keeps the books. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, who books these things? Who, who keeps the books and schedules these ads? Probably Dave. Hey, uh, Dave. Hey, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> is Dave. Where the fuck is Dave? He's never around for recordings. He's God never around when it. you need him. Fucking Dave. God damn Dave. it, Dave. You're a legend, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Jermaine Clement is so funny. He really is He's funny. just so funny. He could be he could be doing essentially nothing. And, it, he's and it's just, funny. He's a funny guy. Yeah. Some yeah. people, some people are just naturally fucking hilarious. You know who has that effect, at least on me, is uh, Peter Serafinowitz. I'm not sure who that is. The last name is funny. That's for I sure. I might have to. I might have to he's, just quickly uh, look. He's him a up British here. actor and comedian. Um, it was Peter Serafinowitz. Serafinowitz. Yeah. Uh, he. An English actor, he is. Ah, yes. Uh, okay, uh, I've seen. I've I seen have him seen before. this guy. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, there, there's just something about him that is is constantly hysterical to me. He, uh, the most recent thing you probably could have seen him in was when he played the Tick on Amazon Prime. That's right. Uh, I I didn't. I have not seen it, but uh, no, I haven't either. I've seen. Trailers. That's probably why they canceled it, because most people hadn't seen it. I did just discover that Jemaine Clement is, like, on IMDb for Avatar 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6. What? <laughs> that's so weird. Play, playing a doctor, which is oh, amazing. that's perfect. Yeah. I know. Somehow that is perfect. I don't know. No, he was he was in this uh, fucking movie. Was it with Matthew McConaughey? He, he He's in this, like, rom-com where he's so fucking funny. Um, and he's just like this weirdo artist. I don't know if it's Matthew McConaughey. Who? What the fuck? He's this like crazy photographer artist. I'm not sure. I will say though that an actor who has that effect on me, apart from Jermaine, is Matt Barry. Uh, oh my god! Oh yeah, yes. Matt Barry is hysterical. That's a good one. That's a good one. I mean, just the way that he pronounces anything is like it just it just has me dying. Because it's not he. He's definitely got an affected. He, it's it's on purpose. He's got this affected. Oh, totally. He accent. he has a, like a, a 
a comedic affectation. Yes, that, yes, uh, yes. It's so fucking makes funny. Every character <laughs> he plays absolutely ridiculous. And oddly enough, Jermaine Clement and Matt Berry are both connected to the what we do in the Shadows TV show because, of course, right. Matt Berry is one of the stars of the show, and Jermaine Clement is the creator and the star of the movie. This is going to drive me fucking nuts. What is this goddamn movie that Jermaine is in that's so funny? With Matthew McConaughey? No, I don't think it's him. I just It's it's a rom-com. Who's McConaughey-ish? Um, Let's see. Ah, I'm going to be so wrong. Wait, is it is it Dinner for Schmucks with Paul oh, Rudd? It, he is in that, isn't he? I think that's what I'm thinking of. Where he's yeah. like this crazy artist photographer. Yes, that is it. That is it. Yes, I, that's I remember what I was that now. Of. Yes, I remember okay. that now. Now he's that you mentioned so that movie. Goddamn funny in everything. That movie is otherwise not that great though. It's okay. It's alright. I, I think it's kind of a, a waste of Steve Carell's talents. I think he was It is, it is. It was kind of like a hey, what if you took brick and went full retard? Exactly. It was yeah. it was yeah, not a great Brick role meets for him. the forty year old version. <laughs> Yeah, you can't blame him though. They were like, "Hey, Steve Carell, here's an enormous paycheck. Just do that thing you're really good at." He doesn't really do the big paychecks anymore, though, does he? Now he's just kind of not since. Yeah, yeah. What is he even doing? Right I don't now? know. I I wish that he would do. Mike, go find him. <laughs> <laughs> I find you. No, wait. He did. He did some like political uh, thing he for was a on streaming Sp- service. He was a star of Space Force. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. He did Space do Force. Space Force. That's, that's I, right. I thoroughly enjoyed that. We've talked about that on this show. I've yeah, it was very that. funny. Yeah, I thought it was extraordinarily whelming. Uh, yeah, a lot of people agree with you there. I think. I really, I think that my opinion and probably Joe's opinion is is somewhat in the minority. No, I, I, I liked it well enough. I just it wasn't something that I was like, "Holy shit, I can't wait for season two of Space Force." I think it's going to be, uh, well, I guess I should say I have hopes that it's going to be a show that's stronger moving forward. I think they've laid some good groundwork. Malkovich was certainly good. Oh, yeah, he's always great. I, I think that they probably need to try to involve Lisa Kudrow a little more than they did. Absolutely. God, she's so great. Yeah. That was a really great storyline, too. Yeah. What are you? What are you showing us here, Joe? Uh, I want to play a clip uh, from a show in England called Eight Out of Ten Cats Does Countdown. There's a ventriloquist. I, I'm I'm all the way out. Eight out of ten cats does countdown. Yeah, it's actually a mashup of two completely different shows, mm. but the the crux of it is that uh, a bunch of comedians are going to play a popular game show it's like celebrity jeopardy except an entirely different game show uh but this uh i'm gonna play the intro of peter serafinowitz this had me laughing for like 10 solid minutes it's just fucking ridiculous over in dictionary corner it's peter serafinowitz A poll recently voted Peter Serafinowicz Britain's funniest comedian, and that poll was his nan, Mrs. Serafinowicz. <laughs> Peter, are you a fan of word games? Well, to be honest, Jimmy, I don't think that's any of your business. <laughs> well, apologies, Peter. That's great. <laughs> He nailed the delivery of that. Oh, my God. Yeah, he really did, yeah. The suspense and the, uh, the dead seriousness. Of absolutely that. making a way bigger deal out of something than it should be. Uh, what, what is the... There was, there was some Jeff Goldblum meme that was like, people ask me... Uh, shit. Hang on, I think I just found it. Set. Also, couldn't uh, have been anyone else's business more than that guy's <laughs> <laughs> at that moment. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, you were saying. Uh, hang on. There, there's a there's this Jeff Goldblum meme where it's uh, pictures of him and he says, uh, "People always ask me how do I pronounce my name, uh, Goldblum or Goldblum, 
I always tell them the same thing. How dare you speak to me? <laughs> <That's right. laughs> it reminded me of that. Uh, somehow I Delightful. doubt that. I, I mean, I know it's a joke, obviously, but I, he seems like he'd probably be pretty cool. I oh, know. I know. He's totally cool. Goldblum not, not party one of those with you. diva I, I hope, celebs. I hope Goldblum goes into the Bill Murray uh, old, like, just crashing frat parties and shit. And just like, you'll never, your friends will never believe you. You're just showing up to people at bars and stealing their drinks and I don't, taking I don't sip. see him being, uh, being that guy because... He's too bougie. Yes, precisely. <laughs> yes. You hit the nail right on the head. Yeah. Like, no, he's not right. going to show up to a frat party. If he's going to crash a party, it's going to be like a wine and cheese tasting in Napa Valley. <laughs> the fucking Catalina wine yes, mixer. Or like a fundraiser <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah. Which I would think is open to the public anyway. That's a. Well, <laughs> you, often you Otherwise. have to pay. No, often you have to pay for a seat at a fundraiser. Yeah, fair you enough. Do. Yeah, Sometimes like lots, and lots and lots of money for them. So what you're saying is Jeff Goldblum is going to get some food at the expense of kids with cancer? <laughs> yeah, he'd be like, oh, I'm just crashing this no, party. I'm talking, about, like, <laughs> I'm talking about like a political fundraiser. <laughs> okay. Uh, who are you guys voting for? Fancy. I don't care. Free shrimp. <laughs> uh, free shrimp. Uh, your friends will never believe you. Ah. <laughs> uh, I'm voting for whoever this guy is. Uh <laughs> Uh, I'm voting for the guy passing out these delicious shrimp. Ah. <laughs> uh, Pedro. Pedro's his name. Pedro. Uh, vote for Pedro. <laughs> for what? I'm I'm wasted. <laughs> uh, woo! That's <laughs> the police showing up. <laughs> nah, not not. I don't think he would get. Arrested or escorted out of a fundraiser, he would become like the main event. They would start raising money for him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's oh, like I, uh, I recently joined the Dollar Shave Club. It's uh, it's more expensive than I anticipated. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's practically a Chuck Norris joke right there. So. <laughs> yes. Jeff Goldblum showed up to a fundraiser, and they started raising money for him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Deserve that. Yeah. I agree. Do we want to talk quit. a little bit talk a little bit about <laughs> WandaVision again? I know Joe that you may have some difficulty participating in this conversation, but uh No, I saw all of it. Oh, you did. I did. Okay. Spoiler alert. You have been alerted to the spoilers that will follow. Spoilers, which you have been alerted to, and will absolutely spoil things for you. And everyone within earshot of your preferred podcast listening device, will begin shortly. I sure hope you aren't still listening, expecting things to not be spoiled for you. Because they will. In three, two, one. <laughs> Boner. <laughs> I went and got another beer during that entire spoiler. It took exactly the <laughs> it amount was, of time. It, yeah, it was the right amount of time. I I I fucking love that sound effect so much. I I am the happy to the, talk. It's your greatest accomplishment. The, Joe, uh, the, and I agree. I want, you to, I want you to know that I mean that. It is, of it everything is you've ever done in your life. That's the best thing. What's especially funny is that we can thank you, Sean. We I can agree. actually we can actually move it. 20 or 30 seconds farther along because we haven't started talking about the show yet. <laughs> what did you guys think? Were you were you happy? Were you disappointed? I was, uh, to borrow a phrase I just used, I was extraordinarily whelmed. I, I thought that... Uh, we're specifically I, talking about the finale, right? Cause yeah, I, well, the, well, but hang on. So when you talk about the finale, though, I want to talk about the show as a whole. Because okay. now we yeah, have no, a I start prefer to do it that way, yeah. What I would have preferred and what I thought was happening based on the first six or seven episodes was a very, I, I thought, oh my God, Marvel is making this really specific, uh, simple, condensed, not simple, but this condensed story about a woman dealing with her grief. And they're doing it in such an artistic way. 
And I thought, what a wonderful character study and what a risk by Marvel to make this whole thing about one woman coping with the loss of the love of her life. And then in the final three or so episodes, they were like, oh, and also we're going to figure out a way to get her into this fun costume and make white vision. And there's Agatha and there's Salem witch trials. And it, it sort of, it pivoted towards the end as it should, or not as it should, but as it, as I expected, because it's a Marvel property and yes, we have to tie into everything and expand and, and whatever. It's, it's a production. It's a machine of the Marvel uh, studio. But if they had kept it, that singular story of, we're just going to focus on the character study of one woman coping with grief. I thought it would have been a masterpiece, but instead they pivoted towards the end and tried to tie in all this other shit. Well, so I, I was like, well, it's it's okay, I guess, but it wasn't as great as it could have been. Okay, well, go, Joe, why don't you voice your opinion? It had absolutely no members of the Justice League in it. I give it zero out of five stars. <laughs> She could have wiped the it floor with been, that vile Martian It would have been pretty though. weird if it did. Uh, yeah, but it would have been, like, better. Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, that's do you get a very, what I'm saying, though, Mike? Uh, well, I, I, I do, but... I see what you're saying. I, I mean, you just you're, because, because you were in for this character study. I'm sorry, I'm going to steamroll you, Mike. That's okay. Uh, you were in for this character study, and then they throw in, oh, the lady next door is an evil witch. And now this is kind of the main plot line of the entire I don't, show. I, in my case, yeah, in the third in my act. case, I was not. I I did not want it to just be a character study. I do think that it kind of ended up being that, though. I don't know. I totally disagree that that's not what it was. I think the whole show was entirely, ultimately, about her dealing with her grief. Yes, they 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 needed a way to bring Vision back. I that was a little bit. I would say shoehorned, except that they were hinting at it the entire series because of the whole deal with Hayward and everything, okay. and and showing the vi dead vision like in the second episode. So I mean, they're let me briefly interject I'm by not, saying I'm not done, Sean. Oh, I'm, I know, but I said briefly though, and I said fucking let me. asshole. Let me briefly interject. Do you by want saying me to? I'm mute just kidding. Him. Go ahead. No. If I, I just want to say that if the whole show was about her dealing with grief, there wouldn't have been a 10-minute-long CG witch versus witch flying and shooting but colors at each Sean, other scene. There ha what are you going to do? you got to have a villain in a Marvel... I, I mean, it, there has to be action sequences in this show. It's a Marvel property. It's not going to happen. We have to, we, you have to find a way to have physical conflict involving superpowers in this show. You don't you don't have to. You do. I think that the Marvel machine <laughs> has to. Yes. But but I thought that if they were going to go the more artistic holy shit I can't believe they're making something this good route, then they didn't have to. They showed with I the vision it, I think okay. they balanced vision it. resolved it with a conversation. I think they balanced let, it pretty let, well. Let me reframe this. This show was not what you thought it was going to be, but that's because the entire series is an origin story. It's Scarlet Witch's yeah. origin story. Now, it simultaneously brought the vision back, but it looked throughout her entire life in the flashback, like vision chamber episode. It's the first time she's called the Scarlet Witch, the first time she's in the costume. They used multiple iterations of her costume because of the nature of the weird hex reality. Right. The series, in essence, is just an origin story. And now the Scarlet Witch in name is out in the MCU where she was not before. Yeah. Sure. And then there, it raises all kinds of questions about whether she's really going to be a villain or what her role she's is. Not. She's totally not. Well, <laughs> somebody's eventually going to have to hold her accountable. There's, you don't get to get away with the kinds of things that she's done. Unfortunately, it's just that nobody has the power in her vicinity to hold her accountable. It's kind of like that episode of Star Trek, the next generation. Actually, it's exactly like it. The episode where the Enterprise shows up at this planet that's completely been annihilated by an alien bombardment, except for this one little tiny spot where this guy and his wife are living, like, perfectly peaceful, safe lives, and they figure out eventually that the guy 
had actually he lost his wife to the alien bombardment and in a moment of rage murdered the entire species, committed genocide, and in his grief created this false reality, brought his wife back to life by through memories. And similarly, they had no way to hold him accountable. And so Marvel Picard, stole Picard's, from uh, I, no, Star that, Trek. Well, <laughs> Picard had a line that was something like, you know, we don't, we have no court and no laws capable of, you know, passing judgment or holding you accountable for a crime for which we can't even define because it's beyond our scope of imagining. You know, and I think that's the case with Wanda. But there are there are I entities mean, in the MCU that are totally Is genocide beyond the scope of imagining? Well, it's not we beyond the scope a, of we imagining. We have a term for yeah. it. But but they don't but have Doctor, any... Doctor Strange can hold her accountable. The important and thing is that they have no way being... of holding him accountable because they're, he's too powerful. Yeah, wasn't the entire point of this, the Marvel Civil War to hold fucking superheroes yes. accountable? And I, Doctor Strange may not be able to hold her accountable. I mean, Agatha. I mean, they did say that in the series. Agatha said that he's not capable. That he's that she is stronger than he is. So we don't really know. I don't think what's going to happen. But I do believe there has to be a reckoning for her because you just don't get to get away with the kinds of shit that she's done. She's she's murdered people. She held them hostage for. I'm I'm actually really I mean, surprised to hear. You. I, I, think, I feel like I think you can get away with it. I, I, I think say, they're just going to gloss think, over that. I think narratively they say, well, she lost Vision and her kids, so that's her comeuppance. I I, I, I don't, don't feel so. like they need to send the Marvel police to. Absolutely, do they do. No, they absolutely I don't. Do. Th- I don't think they're going to address it in any significant way, and you're going to be left wanting, Michael. I I find it extremely unlikely that that is the case because we have a couple of things coming up. We've got. We, we have a series based around the idea of accountability coming up, and it's the uh, Loki series, okay? With the, what is it, TFA? No, TV, TVA? Something like Something that. Something like that. Time variance. D- DVDA. Whatever. Spider-Man will hold her accountable. <laughs> and then, of course, you've got... What is what is Doctor Strange's entire role, right? He His, his job is to protect reality. I think yeah. that there's going to be some kind of... Time, though, right? No, just protecting reality, period. He, he guards the time stone, though, right? Well, he, you, he, he is the guardian of the time stone, but that's not his... Okay. That's okay. only a part of his responsibilities. He he so, used it in his in his movie to protect reality. Right. Reality. Do yeah, I yeah, think okay. that... I, he probably can't do it himself, but I do think that we're headed in a direction where... I, I think they hinted pretty heavily at the fact that she could be a villain. Absolutely. And it is a villain in some of the comics. I could see her turning the, the, the post credit scene. You know, she's searching for these fucking fake kids that she just made up <laughs> that, that, that aren't even real. But, like, if she d- decides she's going to, like, turn over every stone to find these fake kids, uh, at, no matter the cost, then I could see her as a villain who... You know, it's a villain with a with a story. It's a villain who doesn't think that they're doing wrong, which is what everyone likes to say when they want to make a villain sound interesting. Anyway, I, uh, I'd also like to just because we don't have too much time on this topic, but talk about uh, Quicksilver because uh, we talked about this a few episodes Boner. ago. The possibility of the uh, X Men Quicksilver entering the MCU, and obviously that seems on the, not to have happened here. I think mm-hmm. no. No, they pretty pretty clearly uh, washed that away by just making that guy an actor. They Iron Man 3'd us. However, there, yeah, kinda. There, there are a couple of things that stand out to me about it. Well, number one is that um, Wu mentions a uh, somebody that he's gotten Witsec inside of Westview. Number one. But we don't figure out who that is. Number two... Um, he laughs at his own name, which suggests to me that it's probably mm. not his name. He could he could be this person in Witsec. Now, do these things point to him being the actual Peter Maximoff from the X-Men universe? Not necessarily, but the fact that <laughs> apparently Agatha gave him super speed seems unlikely to me because she mentions that he, she is only controlling him 
to what she used, she's using his eyes and ears, right? Uh-huh. Um, so she's basically sort of controlling his mind, but she doesn't have the ability to give him fucking super speed. She would use it herself if she could just have super speed. Well, so right? how does, uh, cause what, what's her face like disarms him in that room? Uh, yeah, well, he snaps know, back to reality. She, yeah. Well, so is that a matter of him losing his connection to Agatha and thus yeah, not having his like powers it. anymore? Good question. I, that's what it seemed like. Because if he has superpowers, he's not going to get disarmed by her. Probably not. Mm. Something that's worth thinking about, though, also uh, a strike against uh, him just being a, a, a weird actor guy. Uh, why, why is an actor living in Westview, New Jersey... Yeah, did they go? Would they well, go if that it's far witness, in detail? About if it's witness protection or something, then. that's well, the, if it's that's witness the thing protection. That I, he's unlikely to have a bunch of headshots lying around with his name on them. I, I just think that you have, you have two you have two options. Okay, option number one is that uh, he is totally the X Men Peter Maximoff, and they're gonna mix these universes together. Option number two is that. Everyone at Marvel or the higher ups in Marvel decided let's piss off a whole bunch of Marvel fans for no fucking reason because you could have had any other actor in the world yes. play that role. That's my opinion and, as well. Yeah. And so so you are deciding basically, hey, let's just fuck with people. I don't think that's the well, case. If I they, really don't. If they went if they went that route, it would have I don't think that would have been the decision. It would have been this will be a fun nod. To the other movies, just like but, an Easter but egg. you don't do that unless I, you want to fuck with people. Yeah, I have to completely disagree with that, because we know they are doing X-Men, right? They, I mean, we don't know At that they're, point they we don't know they're bringing any, anybody in from if the X-Men If they're rebooting universe. it, yeah. But it's, it would be very strange to have this, this one beloved character from X-Men, a franchise they've acquired... Yeah. Bring him into the MCU, not as not the character he plays in as X-Men. a red herring. It's very yeah. that's very strange. If that's the it case, it would just be a fuck you to fans. Yes. That's all it that would, would be. be. That's you're right. It would be well a troll, I guess, which is kind of yeah. a fuck you. But yeah, I mean, fuck you. I hope that's what it is because I need Marvel to make some more missteps. Uh, <laughs> so DC just, can catch up. Just even, just even hey, the ground uh, with Warner Brothers. Joe, I, I want to say my my uh, dream, one of my dreams is for the world to open back up to where I can meet up with you wherever we are, whether it's up there, down here, and I would love to watch the Robert Pattinson's The Batman uh, with you right after and Jaws. with Mike. No, well, after, <laughs> after Jaws, double, sure. It's a double feature. We still yeah, have we'll, not we'll, done that. We'll make a week of it. We'll, it'll, I'm sure it'll come out on a Thursday night or something. We'll, we'll hung, hang out on a Wednesday night. We'll watch Jaws. And then we'll. Uh, I would love to watch that new movie. Hopefully, it's going to be really great. I have I have high hopes, which is dangerous for any DC fan. Well, and you don't Very ever have. Yeah, you rarely. I know. That's, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's dangerous true. for you, particularly. Yeah. Uh, it's just not something I. I, I don't I'm think there's hopes. To doing. I don't think there's any way that Joe couldn't have high hopes for a Batman project. I just. Yeah. It's one of those things. Yeah. It's kind of like me I'm just, with Star I'm just Wars. Also, I always have high hopes for Star Wars projects. I'm just always accustomed to my hopes also being dashed. <laughs> yeah. Same. I I, I will... Uh, shit. I, I, are we out of time? I feel like we're uh, out of time. I'm about to hit the bell, so okay. yes. Well, what do you well, want to button? What do you want to button the topic with? I know. I, I, it's not even the topic, so just fuck it. Never mind. All right. Fuck it. Mike's a whole bunch of grim reality podcast. <laughs> Join me as I cover all the hottest current events from human trafficking to oh God. increasingly widespread ransoming and radicalization of Muslim school children in North Africa to the ongoing Chinese genocide of Uyghurs in Xinjiang. Jesus. And to put things into perspective, I even get into many historical topics such as the exploitation of plague orphans following the Black Death in the 14th century. <laughs> what it was like to have appendicitis during the six-week transatlantic journey from the oh, Netherlands God. to America in 1680. Or heck, even a virtually intolerable page-by-page recounting 
of some of the harrowing journals kept by dozens of Choctaw Creek and Cherokee families as they traverse the deadly trail of tears. <laughs> All of the things oh you just can't wait to listen to for three uninterrupted hours in my new extended <laughs> format. I go into brutal, excruciating detail to make sure you can't sleep. Maybe ever again. <laughs> What a perfect pairing with a little nonsense podcast. What's life without a little balance? Mike's a whole bunch of grim reality podcast. Tuesdays. <laughs> Tuesdays. <laughs> it's got to come out on the same day to balance this show. I yeah. get it. Yeah. I should add that uh, that is not going to happen. All right. I just uh, just wanted to add just edit that. that. Edit that part out. <laughs> I don't want people to actually expect that to happen. <laughs> no, edit, edit out his we, the we word say not. That, so he <laughs> just says, I just want to add, that yeah. is going to happen. And then the words yeah. don't. No, I, I, I want I that to happen. <laughs> Where, where's uh, Mike's a whole lot of I mean, I don't think they'd be confused. I do say at the beginning of every show where the ads yeah. aren't real. <laughs> Good point. Also, yeah. no one wants to listen to it. I think it's safe to say. <laughs> I, I, I mean, would. I would listen to it. Three hours. <laughs> I guess you could break it up. You could break it up. And did you, know? you say Uyghurs? Uyghurs. Uyghur. Uyghurs. Yeah. Are you familiar with the <laughs> genocide that's happening in China right now? <laughs> no. I live in Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> that, there's like a, a tasty freeze just opened up down the street. I don't so know. So what, what you're that. saying is that I've exposed you to a whole bunch of grim reality. <laughs> I'd like I'd like to listen to the three hour version <laughs> before I pass. I, I feel like I feel like a lot of educating, uh, a lot of education would take place with uh, Sean listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, but my God, I have to do so much research. Uh, <laughs> I can I can hear you getting hard from that. Uh. <laughs> and that's our episode. <laughs> Sorry. That's our episode, and with a score of one, we are all tied for loser. Whoa! This is like the lowest. This is like a game of a, a match of golf. What we all have I, won. I think this That's, is the, only the second time we've all tied for loser, if I'm not mistaken. But but only third, one bell. I think it's like third. the lowest okay. scoring. That's crazy. Yeah, I guess we had some interesting topics today. Yeah, they did. They did go on. We did. did. We did go on quite a bit. Oh, my, my dick! dick. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Frodo, my dick! I have been and shall continue to remain Joe. I'm the Monopoly guy. Oh, no. <laughs> Just keeps going. And I'm Mike, host of a whole bunch of Grim Reality Podcast. Tuesdays. <laughs> Tuesdays. Have a great week. <laughs> Do not pass go. Do not clap to your house. Oh my, my deck. <laughs> a little nonsense is copyright 2019 by its hosts. All ads are meant to be humorously fake. Any resemblance to a company, person, or other entity, real or imagined by someone else, is either entirely coincidental or purposeful parody. If you have a question, comment, or discussion topic, you can email us through the mailhole. That's mailhole at littlenonsense.com. You can find more episodes and anything else related to the show at littlenonsense.com. And now that the end of show business is concluded, I'll kindly ask, Sean, would you please take us out? Nonsense now and then is relished by the wisest men. A little whimsy here and there is often very necessary. Mingle a little folly with your wisdom, and you could be jolly. Since now and then is 
I should add that uh, that is going to happen. All right. I just uh, just wanted to add that. <laughs> I want people to actually expect that to happen. <laughs>